once upon a time, in a world with faith and fairness, there was something hidden. Down the boundary! He's gonna go! Rockets lead! Pitch on the way for Mikulacic. We got a miss! Mikulacic gets the strikeout! And for the first time in school history, the Bearcats are going to the Super Regionals! Get ready for a next-level show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Chasing the Cup. My name is Gabe Myers, and I'm here to guide you through another season of Bearcat Sports. It's been a while, so today we're going to fill you in on everything that's been going on here in Huntsville. We'll have exclusive interviews with Bearcat Golf's Hannah Alberto, who recently broke the university's individual wins record. We will also sit down with track head coach David Self, who has led the men's track team to four consecutive indoor championships. Bearcat Bowling claimed their first ever Southland Conference title last weekend. The Bearcat baseball team is off to a hot start in conference play. And Sam Houston softball is off to their best start since 2012, thanks in large part to some outstanding pitching. We have a loaded show today. I cannot wait to get started. We'll be right back after a word from our local sponsor. Fans, want to get into Bearcats athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to Bearcats athletic events when you show proof of membership at the ticket office. Texas Farm Bureau members receive many great offers and benefits throughout the Lone Star State. Visit TexasFarmBureau.org sports to learn more about how you can get free tickets just by becoming a Texas Farm Bureau member. Texas Farm Bureau, a proud partner of Sam Houston State Athletics. Winning three out of four games in a sport like football, basketball, or baseball is a pretty good thing to do. Winning three out of four golf tournaments individually is something that is just unheard of. But that is what junior Hannah Alberto has done in the last few months. Some changes in her swing have led to unprecedented success. Alberto now has six individual wins in her career, tying the school record, and will have plenty of opportunities to break it considering that she is just a junior. Without further interruption, here is Hannah Alberto. Hannah, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. All right, Hannah, so let's start with this. You've won three of your last four tournaments, which in golf is just unprecedented. How have you done it? Um, I've just really been focusing on my swing and working on my putting too. And I've noticed that <clears throat> I've been picking the right lines and reading the break right, but my speed is off. So before like every tournament, I'd go in the putting green and I learned this new drill where you have like six golf balls in a row at different, um, I th there are six, six feet and then 12 feet and then 18 and then 24 and then 36. So they're all in a row and I go from right to left putts and then left to right putts and then downhill putts and then uphill putts. So you go, you try to make your first one. Well, you, you can like make or miss them. You like wanna make them of course, but for the six footer, you wanna get it within six inches and like at least passing the hole. And then it's the same with the 12 and 24 footers. So that helps with my speed. <laughs> Do you feel like you're in some kind of zone right now with the success you've been having? Yeah, I, I've been like building up my confidence <laughs> because I haven't really been playing. Well, I guess 
the last tournament of the last semester I played well, but I feel like all the other tournaments before that, I wasn't really playing like up to my potential, but now I'm kind of starting to get the hang of it <laughs> with like coming into tournaments with the right mindset and not really trying to make birdies and letting it happen. So what in your mind is the right mindset? Um, I need to make sure I have the right amount of confidence because if I come into a tournament like having no confidence at all, but like practice helps, like making sure I have all the shots down and making sure I can execute them under pressure, that works. <laughs> you said you didn't think you were playing well. What do you think was the turning point for you? Oh yeah, okay, so it started in Hawaii and um, I was really confident with my swing and I just had a lesson and I felt like everything was just coming into place with my swing because during the summer I was going through some swing changes and I finally figured it out. So. I'm having, I've just really been paying attention to my tempo and how, I guess like the mechanics of my swing. So it gives me more confidence. Golf is such a mental game and you touched on it with just how many things are going on while you're on the course, but how do you balance staying on top of everything that's going on with just not trying to overthink it? Well, okay, so before I hit the shot, I think about the shot and I kind of like imagine it in my head. And then I just have to trust that everything's gonna go the way I want it to go. <laughs> but um, after the shot, um, I kind of just take my mind off of golf because I can't focus for like, you know, four to four and a half hours straight. So yeah, I think about other stuff and but once I get to like my next shot, then I start focusing again. And I think about like the things I need to do to get par birdie. So for golf, you get to go to a lot of cool places. You mentioned going to Hawaii. Last week you were in Florida. What has been your favorite tournament site so far? Ooh, I really like Hawaii. Hawaii was really, really fun. Um, but also I like Seattle because I like the trees there. The weather wasn't really good, but that's Seattle weather. <laughs> so now I want to get into a little bit of your background, Hannah. How did you end up here at SHSU? Um, I was looking at a lot of schools, and I was originally um, committed to Tulsa. I think at the end, it was the summer of my freshman year. And then the coach moved. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but he left Tulsa and there was a new coach and I had to go through like the whole recruiting process again and then like playing big tournaments um, to get like my name back on the radar. And so I was talking to other schools and then it was getting close to my the end of my junior year and I was like, I have to pick a school. <laughs> and so um, I narrowed it down to three schools and Sam gave me the best option because it was close to home and um, we talked about the nursing program and yeah I really like the coaches and the area so. 
So you're pretty close to home now, being from Kingwood, and now your sister Leah is here with you as well. What's that been like for you? I love it. <laughs> She's really fun. Um, yeah, she <laughs> she's pretty good on her own. Like, she doesn't really ask for help much. I think she's taking it very well, the transition. She's doing well in school. She's not really a problem. <laughs> Did you put any extra pressure on yourself to try and lead your sister once she got here, or was it just kind of business as usual for you? No, it, well, we were on the same team in high school, so I feel like, and also Tori Gatling, she was on the Kingwood Park golf team as well. So three out of the five people who were on our team in Kingwood are on the same team at Sam. So I don't know, it just feels like home and like the team dynamic is kind of, the, it's like similar to how it was in high school. So I really like that. So are you just more comfortable right now than maybe you would be otherwise just seeing all the familiar faces here? Mm-hmm, yeah, it does. Especially because we were so um, successful with our high school career. So yeah, I have really good vibes with this team. All right, Hannah, now you've had a lot of success, especially recently. What are some goals that you still have left to achieve? Mm. Well, my goal for every tournament is to win every tournament and, or at least just do my best and try to beat my previous, um, like my previous score from the last tournament. So I keep getting better and better, but yeah, I guess just keep doing what I'm doing. All right, last question now. Ask everybody and I love it. I want you to finish this sentence for me. This season will be successful if. Oh gosh. If I, like, the first thing that came to my mind was win conference, because that's the ultimate goal. Yes, that's the ultimate goal. All right, Hannah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. On the show today, we have SHSU track head coach David Self. Self has helped guide the Bearcat track team to four consecutive indoor championships. He is an extremely accomplished coach in the track realm, as Self has produced 21 individual junior college national champions while he was the head coach at Garden City Community College and even had an athlete run in the 2004 Olympics. In 2008, while still an assistant at SHSU, Self won the Southland Conference Indoor Coach of the Year, the first assistant to earn that honor. Self has been the Bearcat head coach since 2009, and the team has taken off under his leadership, as 32 school records are held by athletes that Self has coached. Now, without further interruption, here is Coach David Self. Coach, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. Okay, Coach, first thing I want to touch on, you guys have won four indoor championships in the last four years. What has been the biggest key to your team's success? Well, I, I can honestly say it's the staff. Um, you know, track and field is a little bit different sport in that, yes, I'm the head coach, but each individual coach is really in control of their event group. And uh, we've got four people on the staff who are, we all have the same goal. We're trying to win team championships. We have very, very high expectations. And, um, you know, it's a goal that we had set out. We'd come really close to winning all four championships, indoors and out, men and women. And uh, that was kind of the last thing to do. So it was kind of the next thing on the bucket list to get checked off, you know what I mean? 
Um, but really and truly, it comes down to the staff and us just being focused and making sure we have the right people in and, and, and working towards that common goal. Four and four years means that this senior class has experienced nothing but winning. Is there something special about this senior group? It's, uh, you know, to be able to, to have a group that's come through that never known not to win. Um, it's a good thing, but it's also a daunting task to keep that up uh, over the years. Um, it's going to, you know, it's, it's showing in our recruiting this year and that, you know, we have a very, very talented group of seniors that you know, have done a great job indoors and they've won that. Um, you know, we actually have a couple of guys that are coming back for outdoors um, that are in their, in their fifth year. And, um, you know, they, they have a pretty good taste of success as well. So we really got to work hard to continue that. One of the standouts on your team, Coach, is actually a freshman, Jovan Martin. He set the conference record in the 200-meter dash at the Indoor Championships. What are the expectations for him as he continues his career here at SHSU? Well, you know, as, as we go along, the great thing about track is that, you know, you can put some actual numbers out there. Hey, we want to do these things and we know how to get there. Um, he's made the first big jump. He's already running pretty fast. So, uh, you know, the biggest challenge for me as a coach is to make sure his realistic expectations can be met. You know, you're not going to make the kind of jump that he made year after year after year. I mean, he's not going to come back next year and run, you know, 1983 indoors. That's just something that doesn't happen. But, you know, we've got to focus on some training goals. Um, you know, we have some process goals that we work on, things we have to do. And we have some outcome goals, you know, things that we want to accomplish and to accomplish those you got to meet the process goals first. So it's, uh, he's, he's got a lot of really fast running left in his career. So he's going to help make me look like a really So coach, you just referenced the process. And when I talked to Chris a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like every other word out of his mouth was about the process or technique or getting the little things right. Is that a key part of your culture here? The process? Uh, absolutely. That's one of the things that we instill is that, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a crock pot. It's not a microwave. It takes, you have to lay a foundation. You have to do things right. You have to be good in the weight room. You have to learn how to do things. It's not just run hard, turn left. A lot of people think that about track and field. And, uh, you know, the sport has changed so much. And, you know, when you got guys like Chris and Jovan and guys like Tyler Adams that are competing at a very elite level, um, it's not just about having good athletes. Now, that's a big part of it. But They've got to do everything right. And, and, and I tell people all the time, especially like in sprinting, is that if you don't do some things right, things can go really, really wrong, really fast and lead to bad things. So you really have to focus on getting little details correct and, and working on the finer points and understanding that you have to do A, B and C before you get to X, Y, Z. So coach, obviously in track, it's not just run hard and turn left, even though that seems to be the perception. What are some intricacies about the sport that people don't realize? Pound for pound, the strongest people on campus are sprinters and hurdlers. And most of the time it's female sprinters and hurdlers. Um, you have to be strong in the weight room. You have to be a great squatter, a great power cleaner. You have to be patient and learn how to do things. It's, uh, it's learning how to apply force into the ground correctly. There's a lot of science involved. There's a lot of video involved. Um, and uh, it's, you know, knowing that before you can get 50 meters down the track, you got to have the first 20 meters down. And, you know, the first 20 meters, you got to have the first 10 meters down. If you don't do those things correctly, bad things are going to happen later on down the way. So, um, and then, but 
in that respect, there there are a couple of days a week where it's just run hard, turn left, and you have to do some things, you know, the things that people normally think about track practice. There's days that we do some workouts that are just not a lot of fun. And it takes a special, it takes a really special athlete to do it at the level that, that these young men and women do. You just said it takes a special kind of athlete to compete, and I agree with you on that. Part of the reason I think that is, is because you guys train months and months for an event that, like in the 60 meter, can last just six seconds, or in a 200 meter, lasts 20 seconds. How do you go about preparing your athletes for that kind of mental challenge? Well, it process. Um, you know, we want people in the program um, that are, um, you know, we don't. Basically, we have some expectations coming into it, and um, we we have, you know, and it's right there, posted on the wall over there. We have things that we expect out of our athletes. If and we do this in the recruiting process, if you don't see yourself being serious and understanding what it takes to be a successful collegiate track and field athlete, this program is not going to be a good fit for you. And um, so, it, so it starts there. And then some of it is just teaching. I mean, having a guy like Chris around has been great for Joe Vaughn because Chris is very, very motivated. Academically, I don't have to worry about Chris. He takes care of his business. He does his job in the classroom. Um, he is focused on running fast and being uh, a Division One All-American and, and running. I mean, our goal this year is to run under 10 seconds for 100 meters. He's run 10.08. You know, we know the steps we have to take to get there. He is focused on that goal. Um, literally, as we were getting ready for this, Chris probably sent me about three texts in a row about workouts and things that he wants to do, you know, to get ready for the uh, for the national meet here in two when I spoke to Chris a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that he really enjoyed being a leader. How much of a help has he been in the locker room and just as a leader on the team? Um, it's just you have to have guys like that that are going to that are going to help show the younger guys what it takes. Because um, you know I can write the best workouts in the world, I can have the best eye in the world, and do all the technical stuff. You know, for the two and a half, three hours a day that I have Chris, that's great. It's the other 21 hours in the day that he's got to do the right things. Is he getting enough sleep? Is he eating right? Is he taking enough water? Is he doing things in a trainer room to take care of himself? Having a guy like Chris to show these guys this is what it takes it, it is a huge part of it. Also, one of the great things about track is Chris is a very good student of the sport, so he understands what he's got to do. He spends a lot of spare time watching video, doing things. Well, I let him teach that to some of the younger guys. One of the best ways to learn how to do something is to teach it. And there, he, he's had several aha moments on the track, showing guys stuff, you know, in acceleration or in block starts or, or, or doing some full speed stuff where he's kind of put some things together in his head. And he's like, oh, I get what you're trying to tell me now. So having those guys teach it helps them learn it as well. And of course, one of the guys he's helping out is Jovan. What have you seen the biggest improvement in from Jovan? Um, just a, a maturity look. And I don't mean that in, in a bad way. It's, uh, you know, when you're an 18 year old kid coming out of high school, you know, and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to run this. And, uh, you know, and, um, you know, he, he's in his second year here. So he struggled a little bit in his freshman year. Um, just the lifestyle of being a college athlete. You have a lot of spare time. Your lifestyle things there's nobody there telling you hey it's you need to go to bed you know um and 
just understanding the responsibility on your end as the athlete of the things you have to do to take care of your body in order to train like we do. Because if not, your body will break down. There is no doubt about it. And he's really come around understanding what it takes to be an elite level division one sprinter and, and what he has to do on his end away from the track. So I know you have the indoor national championships coming up, but I want to touch on the outdoor season a bit here. What are some expectations you have of your team as we head towards the outdoor season? Well, you know, when you look at, we bring all four legs back of a relay that was, uh, you know, second team All-American that made the national championships. They were 16th or 17th overall in the country. Um, you bring all four legs back from that relay. Now you add Jovan to that, who is, you know, an elite level sprinter. And we have some pretty big goals for our sprint relay. You know, we, we want to be in the finals in Austin this year at the NCAA. Um, we think we have a chance to run under 39 seconds, which is crazy that I'm sitting here saying this, but you know, that's that's an elite level group of guys that, you know, you run that fast and, and you know, you'll be in the top 15 in the world. There's national teams that don't run that fast. It really, really kind of lays the groundwork for a team that can run really fast to do some great things in the sprint. So you return all four legs of a relay and now you're talking about possibly adding Jovan to that. It seems like that's a bit of a good problem to have where you have too many guys that run really, really fast. It is. It's tough. You know, and really, to be honest with you, there's six. There's there's six guys in that in that group that, that all can run that relay very well. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you want to say, you know, Chris and Jovan, you want to say, yeah, they're a shoe in as fast as they run. Um, you know, but there's some other things that go into it. How well can you give and take the baton? You know, because it's about getting the stick around the track, not just putting the four fastest guys out there. So um, it's good, healthy competition. Uh, they all realize what they got to do, and um, it helps elevate their game across the board. So how do you manage your athletes in this sport where it's really individual, but you're in charge of Sam Houston track? Well, you know, basically how we handle things is during the year, uh, and track is very, very different, kind of like golf, you know, really doesn't matter what you've done previously. In our conference meet, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to show up and do it on the day. Doesn't matter how fast you run earlier in the year, you've got to do it at the conference championship. Those are the two days in the year where we're running for the team. When you go to the indoor and outdoor conference championships, you're running for Sam Houston State. Not that we're not running for Sam Houston before that, but... Everything before that is just individual goals. Hey, let's just do the things we need to do. What do we need to do to run fast here? How can we get this relay to run fast? How do we qualify for the national meet? Once the conference meet is over, at that point in time, it's really about the kids' individual success. I've done the things I need to do, um, but we wanna make sure that they're running fast in their individual races. Um, but those guys also wanna run that relay fast. So that's part of them, which you know, as a team aspect, they, they want to get that done. Um, so, you know, really and truly just making sure that they're doing the things they need to do individually helps the team. So you have the national meet coming up. Do you handle that meet the same way you would handle a conference meet? Um, no, really. At that point in time, it's about the kids. Now they're running for Sam Houston, make no, you know, don't make any mistake about it. But I really focus on what is going to help you be the best athlete you can be individually. Um, once you do that, I mean, if a kid runs, you know, if a kid can run both the one and the two at the national meet and 
maybe not score in both but run real fast, that's great. But if he can focus on one, oh, we can make the final in the two but not the hundred. Well, let's just go run the two and try and make the final. Well, now you score points, so that helps the team, but it also helps you individually to run as fast as possible. So it, it's it's it helps us both ways. It's one of the things you have to do in an individual sport. What are some expectations you have of your team at the Indoor National Championships? Um, you know, we, we've got three guys in. It's the most that we've ever had. And, and um, a lot of times people don't understand, and some of our kids don't understand, this is probably the hardest track meet in the world to qualify for. There are people that are in this meet um, that will go home and make their national team because they're from a you know, track is a very international sport and they'll be running in the world championships. And it will be easier for them to get their team's qualification for the world championships than to get in this meet. Because it's the top 16 in the NCAA, period. And, and it's tough. Um, so, um, you know, to have three guys there, that's huge. So, you know, Clayton Fritch, um, he's a sophomore. He's a young guy. We want him to go, and he's vaulted uh, five meters 54. I know that doesn't mean anything to most folks. It's about 18.2, um, which is, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment for a guy his age. So we want to go down. We've been flirting with some really high bars um, that are, you know, in the 18.6, 18.7 range. If he can do that, he's in the top eight, and, you know, he's a first-team All-American. Obviously, with Chris, we want to make the final. Uh, we want to be able to run, you know, under 20.70 and uh, be in the final and, and be able to score. And then uh, with Fabian as well, um, if Fabian can go down um, and run 7.75 in the 60 hurdles again, he can make the final. And, uh, and uh, be able to, you know, be a first-team All-American. So we're not happy just to be there. We are. We're, we're very honored and we're blessed to be there. But we have expectations of things we want to want to go and do and make sure that uh, we're advancing and, and showing folks just how good we are. So you have three guys at the Indoor Nationals. And a couple of weeks ago, you guys were ranked 17th in one of the polls, the highest SHSU has ever been ranked. Is this the best team that you guys have ever had? Um, with just individuals, yeah. To be able to have three guys at a mid-major university in this meet is, you know, overall we're going to do some really good things. And, and the great thing is, is outdoor could get even better because, uh, you know, we have Tyler Adams who has an outdoor season, um, so he brings a lot to the table. Um, Michael Nichols, who's doing really well, he's, he's a fifth-year senior in the shot, but, um, and then, uh, so there's there's you know there's another guy that, that has a possibility of coming out, but we may just continue to redshirt him for a year. Um, a guy who made the national meet last year as a freshman, Zach Johnson, but he's he's had an injury this year, so he's been redshirted. But uh, without a doubt, this is the most talented group that uh, Sam Houston's ever had. All right, coach. Last question for you. I love asking this to players and coaches. Finish this sentence. This season will be successful if. This season has already been successful and we'll get better. Once again, special thanks to both David Self and Hannah Alberto for coming on the show. Now let's head over to the lanes where Bearcat Bowling claimed their first ever Southland Conference title. The team went undefeated over the weekend and topped it off with a seven game championship match victory over top seeded Vanderbilt. Trailing after four frames, the Bearcats finished the game with six consecutive strikes to clinch the title. Madison Keller was named to the All-Tournament team, and B. Hernandez was named Tournament MVP. With the tournament title locked up, the Bearcats will receive an automatic bid to the NCAA Championships. Later this week, the team will find out whether they are one of the four teams invited to the finals, 
or if they will have to play a qualifying match. That pretty much wraps up this week's show. Be sure to head over to GoBearCats.com for updates on all 17 SHSU athletic programs. Also, tickets are cheaper if you buy them ahead of time on GoBearCats.com. So, if you're planning to come out to one of the games, make sure to purchase your tickets on the website to save some money. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at BearCatVid, or follow my personal Twitter, at G underscore Myers 33, or do both. I want to wish everyone a great weekend, and I'm looking forward to seeing you back here next week on Chasing the Cup. Chasing the Cup is a presentation of Sam Houston State Athletics. This episode was hosted and produced by Gabe Myers. Jason Barfield is the executive producer. Special thanks to Hannah Alberto and David Self. Music courtesy, Ruby Terry, Josh Woodward, Inspirational World, Lorizon, and Post Malone.